Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Yesterday, Mrs. McGee made a great discovery, and she said, McGee, look what I fished out of the attic today. Published in 1899. Oh, for the love of Mike. <laughs> Book on how to raise children. Yeah. Where do we get this? Don't tell me they were writing books about that way back then. Seems they were. And see here under the title, someone scribbled, Feed them, love them, learn them. Feed them, love them, learn them. Isn't that cute? Makes pretty good sense even today. First two don't take any more trouble than they used to, and with a prudential education plan in the family cookie jar, seeing the youngsters through school is a whole lot easier, too. Prudential education plan. Maybe that's a long name, folks, but believe me, it's the shortest, safest way for each one of you mothers and fathers to guarantee money for your children's education. Even if Dad isn't here when the time comes for them to go away to school... You can be sure that the money will be there to pay for college expenses. Yep. And the best time to prepare for that great cap-and-gown day is right now. You pay for this plan little by little over the years. Why don't you get in touch with your Prudential agent? Let him tell you about a Prudential education plan. The easy way to make sure your children will have that all-important college education. Wistful Vista Post Office is a busy place today with a line at every window. Mrs. McGee is down at the far end there mailing a package. And here's Mr. McGee at the stamp window discussing a purchase. Give me them figures again, will you, bud? How much did you say this small book of threes costs? Thirty-seven cents. Twelve stamps, huh? Yes. And the large book? Seventy-six cents. Twenty-five stamps. Then there really ain't much of a saving, is there? Look, mister, there's a long line behind you. How many three-cent stamps do you want? Well, I don't know. If that's the way these books work, I might just as well keep on buying stamps as I need them. Give me two. Two? Yeah. You got change for five? Oh, never mind. Here comes my wife, and she's in a hurry. I'll get them some other time, bud. Here I am, Molly. You ready to go? All set, dearie. I want to stop at the drugstore. Hey, wait a minute. Did you drop this, this envelope? No. What is it? Looks like a letter somebody forgot to mail. Didn't even finish addressing it. Just says Finch and Bean Incorporated. That's funny. Hmm. Let's see what's in it. No stamp on Oh, now, wait, dearie. I don't think we should pry into somebody else's... She's right, Johnny. (laughs) Tampering with U.S. mail, that's a federal offense. Oh, oh, hi, old-timer. What are you doing here? Just writing home for some more money, daughter. Papa thinks I'm still in college. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, if it took your son 18 years to get out of grade school, wouldn't you? (laughs) I'm just kidding, kid. Yeah. But about that letter... I'm dead serious about that. You never want to get caught opening and reading somebody's mail, son. So let's move over here in the corner and you keep your eye on the guard there, daughter, while me and Johnny open her up. Oh, that only goes for letters that have been through the post office. This one hasn't even been stamped yet. I know, but even so. Holy smoke. Wow. What is it? What is it, Johnny? What's in there? What is it? The Alta Papers in Russian? No, but it's something worth more than that to the guy that lost it. Look at this, a stock certificate. Stock certificate? Heavenly days, uranium stock. Yeah, look what it says, a thousand shares. Oh, brother, a thousand shares of uranium prefers. Shh, not so loud, Johnny. 
We'll have to split it three ways anyhow with daughter here. If you keep hollering, everybody will want in on it. There won't be any for us. Now, just a minute. There'll be no splitting this. She's right, old-timer. Good for you, dearie. See that number up there? That's registered to the guy's name that owns this stock, so the best we can hope for is to give it back and split the reward. Okay, fair enough. Hey, wait a minute. What am I saying? I found this. Me and Molly. You just walked up and... Now, let's not get into a big argument over the reward. First, let's find out who this stock belongs to. Is there anything else in the envelope? Let's see. Yep, here's a letter with it. Give me that. I'll read that. Boy, money sure changes people, don't it? Let's see. Gentlemen, enclosed, please find my stock certificate. I am returning it as per our agreement. I guess that's who them guys are this envelope's addressed to, Finch and Bean stockbrokers. Yeah, go on, Johnny, go on. I have investigated this deal thoroughly and am completely dissatisfied. Hmm. You will either make a complete refund upon receipt of this stock certificate or find yourselves in the biggest lawsuit your firm has ever had. My, whoever it is sure is mad. Well, this stock must have cost him plenty. It's a good thing we found it. Without it, he probably couldn't prove a thing. Must be worth thousands of dollars, dearie. Whose is it? Who signed the letter? Yeah, who do we get the reward from, Johnny? It says, very truly yours, Longworth J. Green... Oh, for the him? What's the matter? That's all. Well, I gotta go, kids. You two can split the reward. Oh, for the... You'll be lucky if he don't have you arrested for getting a stock certificate dirty or something. Well, what is this? What's the matter? Who's Longworth J. Green? He's a rich millionaire, old Long Green, and the biggest tightwad in town. Oh, Of well. all the dirty, rotten luck. Why did this stock have to belong to him? Anybody else would probably give us a couple of hundred bucks reward. But him, ha, he's so tight he squeaks. I got a good notion just to skip the whole thing and let somebody else find the dad read it. McGee, pick that stock up. Ah. Now, come on. We look the man up in the phone book and give him a ring. Reward or no reward, the poor man is probably frantic and the only honest thing to do. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do viceroys do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What do viceroys do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You said it. These Viceroys taste even better than cigarettes without filters. And it's so nice not to get annoying bits of tobacco in my mouth or purse. Next time you hear the question... What do Viceroys do for you that no other filter tip can do? You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroys. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor. This way, McGee. The elevator operator said his offices were down the hall here. Room 1704, 5 and 6. Yeah. I shouldn't be taking the trouble to return this thing to him. After what happened on the phone five times. Now, don't feel too badly about that. Just because his secretary hung up on you. Five times. Didn't even give me a chance to explain. Good mind to tear the stock certificate up. Now, McGee, after all, Mr. Green is a busy executive. And she was just doing her duty. Hanging up on me? Yes. It's her job to keep cranks like you for... uh, I mean, people like you who sound like... I mean, uh, um, well, come on. Here we are. Let's go in. 
Okay, but after the way I've been treated, he better kick through with a good-sized reward because, boy... Yes? Are you Mr. Green's secretary? Mr. Longworth, J. Green, his private secretary? That's right, sir. Well, you got a heck of a nerve, sis. You nearly busted my eardrum five times. Now, dearie. Oh, it's you again, Mr. McSpee. The name is McGee, F. McGee, and I got some stock. But I told you, sir, Mr. Green is a very busy man. He can't take time out to discuss stock problems with every little investor who finds what he thinks is a good buy. He is not an investment counselor. Who said anything about investment counselors? Didn't you tell me over the phone that you found some good uranium stock and you'd like to discuss it with him? That's right, miss. We did find some uranium stock, a thousand shares of it. On the floor at the post office. And it belongs to your Mr. J. Longworth Green. Oh? Here's his signature right here on the letter. Oh. He was returning the stock to Finch and Bean, his brokers. And if I'd known it was going to be this much trouble, I'd have let it lay right where well, it was. I didn't realize... By now, I'm so it... dad ratted mad. Instead of giving it back to him, I got a good mind to tear it into a million pieces. Hey, wait. Hold it. Hmm? Great, Scott. Don't tell that. Oh, Mr. Green, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I made a mistake here, and you I just don't... You certainly did. You trying to keep me from getting my certificate back oh. of all the idiotic blunders? Oh, now, don't be too hard on the girl, sir. She didn't know. Well, all right. But one more mistake like that, young lady, and six kids or no six kids, you're fired. Oh. Just because you're married to my son is no excuse. Now, come right this way, folks. Step into my office. Oh, he's a dandy, dearie. Real sweet. Yeah, the stingy old... Uh, uh, sit down. Sit down, uh, Mr. Uh... McSby. Uh, I mean, McGee. F. Uh, McGee. And here's your stock certificate. It sure was a lot of trouble getting it back to you. Not that we expect any kind of a re reward. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, have a cigar? I'll smoke my own. I've heard about yours. I mean... This uh... is a special brand, sir, for medicinal purposes only. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now, about that stock certificate, I can't tell you folks how grateful I am to you for returning it. Good, good, good. That piece of paper is worth a million dollars. A million dollars? What? To my pride. Uh, to your pride? Yes. You see, I'm the kind of man who hates to be cheated. I hate to be taken in on a deal. That's the sort of reputation I have around this town. You've probably heard people refer to me as a tightwad. Well, no. No, you don't look like that type to me at all, Mr. Green. Of course not. You, you look more like, like the generous type guy. The type that really appreciates it when a man like me returns a stock certificate that's worth a million dollars. What was this about to your pride? Have you read the back of that certificate? The back? No, I saw some printing, but... Here. The... Would you mind reading this to your husband, Mrs. McGee? Not at all. It says, guarantee. If you don't feel like you actually own a thousand shares of uranium stock after drinking the attached bottle of Finch and Bean liver tonic... Return this imitation stock certificate to Finch and Bean, Chicago, and your 59 cents purchase price will be refunded in full. Oh, for the... Finch and Bean liver tonic? Yes, the dirty swindlers. What? Supposed to make you feel good, pep you up. Did it do me any good? No. I'm just as grouchy as ever. Well, for the love... But by George, I'll get my money back anyhow. And that at least will cheer me up. Thanks a lot, McGee. If this were a real stock certificate, I'd have a big reward for you. But uh, naturally, since it's just a promotion stunt to sell this crummy tonic, uh, you wouldn't expect me. Come on, let's go home. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Ever heard a worm turn or an oyster laugh? Ever heard the incredible noise made by a jet plane near the speed of sound? You'll hear them on Monitor, NBC's new radio program that is so big, so different, that there is no way to really describe it. 
You'll have to hear it to understand that Monitor is an innovation in radio listening. The big premiere of Monitor will be heard this Saturday and will present the first of Monitor's all-weekend broadcasts. Imagine a show that starts early Saturday morning and continues until late Sunday night. That's Monitor. You may hear a complete two-hour Broadway show or an interview with George Goebel, or you may find yourself listening to how Paris sounds in the spring. Wherever you are, in the car or at home, monitor NBC. Of course, your old friends Fibber McGee and Molly and the great Gildersleeve will still be heard Sunday evening. Be sure you hear Monitor next weekend and every weekend. Oh, McGee, you have a visitor. Someone to see you. Huh? Who is it? Hi, Mr. McGee. It's me, Teeny. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello, sis. What brings you here? Well... I got a message, I bet you. Oh? Mm-hmm. I'm going around reminding everybody that Sunday, June the 19th, is Father's Day. Oh, Father's Day, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a day that is just specially for fathers. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that all little kids and all the big kids, too, ought to be real nice to their fathers on June the 19th. Well, I think that's a fine idea, sis. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't beat on drums or anything when he's trying to read the paper. Or shoot cap pistols when he's taking a nap, or, or talk back to him either. Especially if their father gets mad easy. <laughs> That's very good advice. <laughs> so, everybody remember that June the 19th is Father's Day, and I want to say, hooray for fathers! I thank you. Well, thank you, Teeny. Night. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer. Longworth J. Green was played by Herb Butterfield and the secretary by Natalie Masters. Don't miss the program tomorrow to hear The Mystery of the Knocking Door. How does it knock with nobody there? This is John Wall saying you can find out on Fibber McGee and Molly. Monitor takes you everywhere weekends on NBC Radio.